The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Dr. Brian Higgins from Galway Primary Care is with us for our weekly Last Word in Health. We spoke about children returning to school last week, Brian, and the illnesses they pick up. And I asked you about sort of imaginary illnesses, so to speak, which might be an unfair way of describing it. But for adults, talk to me about psychosomatic illness. What is a psychosomatic illness? A psychosomatic illness is a really interesting and very real problem that patients suffer with. So generally when we think about feelings or what our body's feeling, be it a pain, a headache, um, nausea, um, that is usually a sign that there's something going wrong with the body. With a psychosomatic illness, what happens is as a result of generally um, unexpressed stress or chronic stress, that can cause a hormonal change in the body. And it's usually that there's an increased activity of the uh, fight or flight response. So we get this increased levels of adrenaline and that can cause muscle tightness and it can affect digestion. And as a result, patients can present with fatigue, insomnia, aches and pains, high blood pressure, shortness of breath, indigestion, headaches, migraines, even erectile dysfunction, and sometimes rashes. And they become very stressed, not by the underlying stress, but by the symptom that they're experienced, uh, experiencing. And they can get very focused on it. So this sounds like a vicious circle then, does it? And Exactly. And then it becomes a very vicious circle. And it's very difficult for patients because when it comes to the symptom, the symptom is always a feeling. And that feeling is very, very, very real. And what tends to happen is that they believe that there's an underlying physical cause and they can find it very difficult when they attend doctors because we will do some investigations and we will generally find out that everything is normal and when words like imaginary pain or it's all in your head or you know you're fine don't worry about it what happens is if somebody is very very stressed by this real thing that they're feeling and they can become very unhappy with the consultation or they might feel like the doctor hasn't listened to them or they haven't gotten the right test. And as a result, the stress then escalates, as you can imagine. And it can develop these really severe crippling symptoms that can have people out of work um, and really affect their quality of life. But initially, though, the stress comes from what's going on inside the head, does it? Yeah. So when we all we all experience stress from time to time and we all experience stress in a different way. Unfortunately, some people are better at dealing with stress than others and even people who maybe a history of abuse or childhood neglect um, or those with an underlying anxiety disorder or people who uh, have an issue with alcohol or drugs are often less well able to deal or express with that stress and that stress needs to get out and if it's not um, managed verbally or cognitively or the brain isn't allowed to work through that stress because when you think what a stress is it's effectively a threat to the the body or the brain that the brain needs to resolve and when it can't resolve it or it doesn't have the skills to resolve it or the person tries to ignore the problem it doesn't go away it tends to worsen and if it's not dealt with it can come out physically. Okay, so what do people do in a situation like this and what do you as a doctor do with them? Generally, it's very important that you have a good working relationship with a doctor that you trust. We'll try, it's very important as well for doctors that we do see these patients, we take them very seriously and we investigate their symptoms 
to a reasonable point. And generally, it, there will become a point where the doctor will have done a reasonable amount of investigations and there, there will be no cause identified. And then we have to be able to have a good enough relationship that we can engage in the conversation about, well, these symptoms that you're having that are really distressing you and that are very real, they don't have an underlying physical cause, but they're real. And we can maybe look at other ways of managing them because the more tests you do and the more time you focus on it, it can just reinforce to the brain that there's a problem and a worry and make it worse. And test, tests and doing too many testing tests can actually make things worse. Okay, and I don't want to sound in any way unsympathetic by asking this question, but could it be related to hypochondria? You know, that some people fear that they have illnesses that they don't really have and then perhaps the symptoms manifest themselves despite not having the underlying physical problem. There's similar conditions. I don't think there's a medical student in, in the world who's not been a hypochondriac at some point and has read a medical textbook and said, I definitely have that that problem. Hypochondria is generally when you're, um, uh, just to simplify it, what we're doing is we're, with hypochondria, we're looking at other symptoms or we're reading about things or we're getting experiences externally and thinking, oh, I must have this illness. Um, psychosomatic illnesses are a little bit different because there's an underlying sensation, a real feeling, and the person doesn't really know the specific cause of it. So they're, they're, they're similar, but a little bit different. Okay, so how do you treat that then? First, a therapeutic relationship is really, really important. And unfortunately, we see patients uh, doctor shop quite a bit um, where we went to this doctor. Well, he did these tests, couldn't find anything. And then he said it was in my head. I don't like him anymore, him or her anymore. And now I want to go to somebody who's going to sort me. So having a relationship with a doctor who so that when they say, look, this might be a psychological issue. You trust them and you're willing to go down that pathway with them. A lot of times we will try and give people the skills to manage their stress, which is usually a form of cognitive behavioral therapy. And we might prescribe a medication like an antidepressant or an anti-anxiety drug, which is just going to reduce that uh, fight or flight response and that stress in the brain to help somebody cope with it so that the nervous system can get back down to normal. Okay, Dr. Brian Higgins from Galway Primary Care. Thank you so much for being us here on The Last Word in Today FM. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today FM.